Hey guys, welcome back. This is such a fun time to be in the Mensa Boss space. I am never, never like never dull moment, never a moment where I'm thinking, oh, things are just so fuddy-duddy and so, you know, status quo. No, 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 no. There's just so much going on right now in this space. And I am beyond elated about it because, you know, I've been, a, I'm kind of like a, you know, OG kind of girl. I have been in this space for going on what's 14 years. And so there's been a lot of opportunity to really, you know, capture a lot of good knowledge along the way, see how things were getting done. And of course, back in the day, it was all about running med spas, like good old fashioned clinics, like, you know, you would go see a, a doctor or a dentist or, you know, and, and that's all fine. There's nothing wrong with running a med spa like that. But nowadays, nowadays is when it's starting to get fun. Cause at the end of the day, we're all kind of like beauty girls at heart, right? We all want to play with the good, you know, good products and the good makeup and all that, you know, good hair stuff and everything. So now the new thing is to definitely start breaking into alternative spaces for one. Um, lots and lots of med spas popping up in alternative spaces, un untraditional spaces, definitely not doctor offices. And it's also being done on a very just non-conformist way. People are just kind of, you know, evolving into their specialties and also, you know, collabing a lot. So a ton of collabs out there. So if you're not looking into collabs, Definitely do that because everyone wants to work with med spa people. There is not a door that we will knock on that someone will not say, oh yeah, definitely come on in. Let's talk about it. They may kind of give you a little bit of like puzzled look and not understand what you do. But once you explain what you do and how you can benefit their, their business, it could, this could be a hair salon. This could be um, another spa that maybe not be offering med medical yet. This could be a gym or a fitness facility. Um, this could be, I mean, there's, there's optometrists that are now coming into this space. And a lot of you guys that are probably listening right now that have been in this space a long time, like I have, are probably saying, Patty, shut the F up stop with, you know, endorsing that sort of thing. We're trying for people to not be so crazy because yeah, the, the other thing is, is that, you know, yes, it's fun to see that there there's med spas popping up in all these different places. Um, I hear that salon suites are now like blowing up with med spas, like the places you would see like a row of hair salon people, like hairstylists are now like a row of med spa people. There's people that are specializing in that. Um, but the OG people that, you know, like me that are probably in the space, are like, what are you doing talking about all these alternative things? You need to like try to reel it back in to um, doctor offices. And it, that's how you control the, the product and the service and the quality and all that. And you're right. There's so much, you know, necessary to be in place so that you can do and take it from me that has, you know, I've been in lots of different spaces. I've worked in different modalities and different types of business models when it comes down to med spas. I'm an MSO girl all day. So um, I can tell you definitely that there's different creative ways to do it. Um, some of these are mobile and they're running out of like trucks or it's just crazy what they're doing with med spas nowadays. But anyhow, um, I agree. You need to be careful and you need to watch the quality of the service and you need to, and the compliance and you need HIPAA, all these, you know, safety, sterilization, everything that's required of a med spa to make sure that you do have a true integrity driven business. But it doesn't mean that it has to be in four sterile walls 
with a reception office, you know, reception desk, it can be done in a way that is creative and outside the box. As long as the compliance and all of the, you know, the pieces are there. And as long as the people, the people are the key to all of that. If you don't have one of the things that I've always learned, I, I actually started our loose lounge brand back in the day when it was laser lounge down in Santa Monica on ocean Avenue, I was in the back of a hair salon. My friend, Mary Rambila owns a um, beautiful hair salon out there. And she had an extra room back there, which today is like more of her hair salon. She's expanded her hair salon, but back then it was just an empty room. And I started back there with um, my doctor, you know, had a great doctor who's passed away now. Um, and I said, you know, I'll run it. I'll run it as a med spa. If you want to um, open it as, you know, a, a full on, you know, service, full service, but we only had one room. We didn't have, you know, it was like a salon suite kind of situation. And that's how we built it. And before, you know, within six months, we were expanding to our own space. And within a year, we were expanding to a bigger space. And then now we're franchising nationally. So, and this is only seven years, you know? And so again, it's part of the whole, like, mental process of like thinking outside the box, making sure you're compliance. But when I was in the back of a hair salon and when I was working in those environments, um, you know, everything was by the book. We had, you know, all of our protocols, everything was like being done super, super carefully. And so, and our training was done, you know, super carefully. And so we were super, you know, on top of all that, but it was very creative in the sense that it wasn't hard, it wasn't hard to uh, raise up a med spa excuse me, when you have an established hair salon that is, you know, doing well and they trust you and they will send you clients. And so um, it was, it was a really great, you know, way to kick things off. And so I'm encouraging you to definitely think outside the box. Doesn't mean that you're going to be able to just pull it all together because compliance is everything. I do specialize in, you know, this type of thing, MSO coaching and making sure that everything is done by the book and done, you know, on an ethical, very good compliance and client experience level. You want to make sure your client's experience is really good. Um, but once all those pieces are in place and make sure that, you know, you have all your licensees and everybody is really well-trained, not just taking a Botox class or a filler class and expecting to now do these services. Please don't let your people do that. Um, it's really important. But what does this mean for a owner now stepping into this reality that, oh my gosh, so you mean that the nurses that we have spent all these years or time, maybe months, maybe not even years, but lots of money training up, they're now going to get recruited by somebody that's like going to encourage them to go open their own med spa and they're just going to leave me. And, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's not, it's a tough reality. And I'm sorry to be the one to give you that heads up and, you know, grateful to be the one for nurses that are listening to this, you know, message to tell you that, you know, yeah, you do have options. Owners hold on to your shorts because, you know, your, your nurses are getting recruited and they're getting recruited hardcore. Some of these bigger um, outfits that are building out these salon suite type locations or, um, you know, mobile or any of that stuff, they have millions and millions. I mean, I know I, I kind of, I'm, I've got my ear to the ground, so like who's who in the zoo kind of thing. And I know their history. I know they're, these, these are corporate guys. They're, you know, they come with money and they've got millions of dollars. They're dropping into the marketplace to give, you know, nurses an out. And that's the sad reality. So what does that look like for you as a MESPA owner? And this is also something that nurses, that I hope that you're taking notes because this is also a way you can get your foot in the door if you don't have 
the experience and you want to, you know, build, I've said this a million times. I keep saying it over and over again. You need to start talking collab with your nurses. If you're not talking partnership, if you're not talking what the next steps look like, if you're only thinking, and this is how we all used to think. So I understand if it's, you know, kind of a thing where you're like, I haven't been taught any different. If you're only thinking you are gracing their presence with giving them any kind of training or a job or giving them a quote, quote, opportunity to break into the business. That is the wrong way to think. It really is because the reality is, is that there are people now that are in the field that are literally going straight to the hospitals and straight to the actual nursing board and recruiting straight from there and saying, don't you worry, honey, I'm going to train, train you on everything you need to know. So we're not blessing our nurses with a job anymore. We're not giving them some kind of special treatment. And we're certainly in a hundred, can't drive this message home enough. We're certainly not banking on the fact that they're going to just, you know, stay if, if they're, you know, if, if, if just because we have some, you know, gorgeous med spa for them to work at, no nurses know they have options. They know that there's opportunities out there and they know that they can ask for it and they will get it all day. So collapse partnerships, start talking on these levels with your nurses, start making it make sense for you and for them. And you will be further ahead of the game in this space a hundred times over. You will not be thinking, how am I going to convince my nurse to stay when everyone's throwing all these opportunities? She can go work out on her own. Because the other flip side of this is guys, there's real burnout in this space. The, The difference between med spa and every other, you know, medical practice out there is that we're in the beauty space. Okay. So that means that our work order, our tall order here that we all have to fill is not just knowing how to hold a syringe or a laser. It is knowing how to connect with the client on a beauty level. And you guys know what those buzz and hair salons look and feel like you walk in. So, so, so happy to see you. And oh my gosh, tell me how you, you know, what you did on your vacation and how are the kids and you know, what do you plan to do for the holidays? And are you traveling? And oh my God, I can't even believe the traffic today. Can you, did you, how'd you get here? Was it okay? All that chatter that happens in relationships. You have to know it. If you're going to be successful in this space, you gotta, you gotta live and breathe it. That social butterfly chatter. That is exhausting guys. That takes a lot out of people, especially when you've got 20 clients a day and you have to do that over and over again. Plus remember how to dose somebody with Botox and make sure you don't blotch them with filler and, you know, shoot a laser at them here and there. These are all components that your nurses are now having to, you know, manage all along the way. And so burnout is very real. And so I always even tell my nurses, I'm like, don't even work more than two, I'm sorry, more than three to four days a week. You can make six figures working three to four days a week, but I don't want to see you in the spa working more than those days because I don't want you dragging ass. And that's the bottom line. You're going to be burnt out. This is a lifelong relationship type of build out business. And it's so critical that we as med spa, you know, managers, owners, investors, we recognize that the nurses have a very, very multifaceted role that they're playing. So of course they're being intrigued by the offer of running their own, you know, operations, because that means they're going to make more money. But here's the flip side of it. Don't burn that bridge. If they leave you, connect with them in a way that you're going to always be able to come back to the table and have another conversation. Even if they piss you off and they'll, you left, I trained you and you left. Oh my God. I mean, that's been my pill to swallow. I don't know how many times and you feel it and it hurts. And it kind of like, Oh, I thought she was going to be with me for a long time, but she went off into the sunset. Um, 
but don't burn those bridges. And as long as there's open communication, honesty there, there's no reason why you cannot come back to the table years later. In fact, I have come back to the table years later and I've had that conversation. Um, Marissa and I, you know, who co-hosts this um, podcast with me, um, you know, we come back to the table all the time and we've had blowouts. We've had conversations of like, I don't know if I want to work with you anymore. I don't know if I want to work with you either. Um, those moments. And though we're like, yeah, but you know, you know, then we go out and then we figure out that no, we actually do really have a lot of really common threads and things that are very, we value about each other. And so, so the, the bridges never get burned. You know, you may have a little bit of tiff with a nurse that you may not know. And again, this is just one example. Um, many times we've raised up nurses through our spas and they just go off and they do other things. And sometimes they are, you know, sorry that they went off and did other things. They come back, but other things, the, uh, the flip side of what's happening now is that they will come back and train your future junior nurses. They will continue to fortify your business as long as you respect their time, number one, offer them very good compensation for their time. You know, don't insult them with trying to pay them, you know, 50, 60 bucks an hour like you did when they were working for you. No, I'm talking about a hundred and up an hour um, to come in and train your junior staff on the things that, you know, all the things you invested in them for them to learn. And then above that, you know, and thankfully, you know, even I still contract Marissa a lot. She learned a lot from her dermatology offices and stuff, but she learned some stuff with, um, in the early years with us too. And, you know, all these things, they, they, they pay forward. You will be able to recapture a lot of your investment if you maintain those relationships. And the other side of that is at some point somewhere, sorry, that's my, my dinger there going off. Um, at some point somewhere, you're going to have an opportunity to have a conversation with your departed nurses when you're ready to maybe, you know, take a step back. Maybe you want to have a partnership operator that, you know, you're like, you know, I've been running my med spa for a while, or I've been invested in this med spa for a while. I keep hiring managers, but I'm ready to have someone that's actually a partner that's going to run it. That's going to operate. It's going to make me, um, give me a break, give me a breather. And that is unusual to find, but so valuable. And so, yes, start thinking about these pieces that are again, outside the box, not traditional, start looking at your nurses and your estheticians too. Don't leave them out because the estheticians are getting very, very um, creative. And a lot of States um, estheticians are able to do a lot of the same stuff nurses are able to do. So definitely reach out to your estheticians. I love partnering with my estheticians as my managers, co-operators and also, you know, um, collaborators and co-owners. And, you know, it's, it's just a really great marriage, really great marriage because they're not only running and operating day to day, they're training and they're sharing, you know, good skincare and good, just everything with, with your junior staff and don't be afraid to hire young. And when I mean young, not youthful as in, you know, could be young and, and be up there in age, but young, learner, someone that's just finished, you know, nursing school that needs to have a little break and wants to, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I'm going to invest all this money. Guys, there's ways you can also contract that so that it makes sense. And I'm never above writing those contracts where it's like, you know, if we're going to teach you this stuff, we didn't know that you're going to be around for us to be able to number one, book clients with you, got to be able to be bookable. And number two, you're not going to get like dull in your skills because you're not around that. A lot of times the nurses will, and this is very common. They'll stay like a little bit in the hospital, a little bit on your, on your, your couple of days with you and that sort of thing. You know, if you're going to invest in the training, make sure it's someone that's actually vested for the long haul. 
and they're there at least two to three days a week. Um, and that way you can grow together, you know, and build and do that sort of thing. So there's a lot of fail safes you can build in to your contracts when you're starting out, but don't be afraid to go into environments where people are brand new and they don't have a lot of experience and nurses. If you're listening to this, that's a big giant, I mean, present that to the spot owners and say, you know what? I'm new. I'm hungry. I, ha- I don't have the experience, but I am willing to go out there and hustle. I will bring clients in. I will partner with gyms, with other facilities. I will do pop-ups at different places to get, you know, more clients in the door. I will hustle. And that's very appealing right now because the, the industry is about, you guys thought it was competitive um, up until now. It's about to become mega competitive. When nurses are out doing salon suite type of environments, you are now in competition, not only with other med spa owners, you are in competition with the single practitioner. And so it is so lucrative that you, again, just expand your mind um, and remember that, you know, it's not, we were very sitting pretty for the last 10 years. Um, but the industry is completely switched over. And this is just the beginning because the flip side of that too is once the nurses have done it on their own and they've built it out and they're like, I'm tired, I'm seeing clients, I'm running my business, I'm seeing clients, I'm ready to come back in-house and and partner with someone. That's a beautiful opportunity. But then you have your other flip side of that, which is your client. So very much like what's happening with the, the nail salon industry right now. You've got a lot of nail salon industry people that, you know, nail salons are never going to die and they're always going to be around. But here's the reality. They're getting wiped out a lot. Their bottom line is getting wiped out a lot because there's, I mean, press on nails right now are all the rage, right? You might be thinking, oh, this is medical. We're not going to ever have that. You know, you're not going to ever, you're still having to come into the, the spa, the med spa to get these services done. Guess what guys, there's microneedle kits that are hitting the market left and right. There is a, like, not to say that this is an endorsed treatment because I don't, I don't believe in it. I think it's kind of like a dangerous thing to do, but hyaluron pens are all over the market. And so you've got people that are fudging it and they're finding ways around having to do, you know, all the med spa stuff. And there's those laser devices, heads up, they're everywhere. You can now buy laser devices to IPL at home. You can buy, you know, laser hair removal devices and they're not as strong like anything that's off, you know, the shelf. It's not going to be as strong as what you get in a professional setting. But what does that mean? That means the consumer is getting braver. And so you, you really can't afford to just hide in the you know background and say, I really hope that clients are going to still keep coming in. I'm going to hope for the best. You know, no, you have to open your mind. You have to start thinking about what's my consumer behavior look like? What those are two key factors, right? That make up our med spas, the customer and their behavioral fa- patterns and the, the, the medical staff, the nurses and their behavioral patterns. And I got, I got to think about those two key factors. And if I have those two key factors worked in, then at that point, it makes sense. Then it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. If, you know, if I, if my, my staff starts to dwindle, dwindle out and I need to actually hire more, I got a game plan for that. If my consumer starts going home-based DIY stuff, I got a game plan for that. And there's lots of game plans for that. You know, there's lots of things you can do to get ahead of the market with that one. We're actually in the process right now of doing some laser devices for home that people can buy off our website. That's a very, you know, easy one. And you might be thinking, well, that's a direct competition with your med spa, Patty. Yes. But if someone's going to do a service at home, just like hair, you know, roots, right? We all do our roots. Some of us anyway, um, do our roots. 
box roots from CVS, you know, not a big deal, but do we still go into the hair salon to get our color done? Yeah, we certainly do. Do we still go into the hair salon to get our cuts to get our, you know, and you know, once in a while we'll touch up with a root, but sometimes we actually like to go in and have someone do our roots for us. So it's not going to go away just because a lot of the stuff is, or just because there's a lot of competition. It's like, we're not all, there's room for all of it because guess what? Millennials right now are turning 45 this year. So when millennials start turning 45, you know, they're the ones that bred the whole Sephora and Ulta market. We didn't have those before, right? We had, we had the Clinique counter lady. <laughs> That's what I remember. Um, but now we've got, you know, Sephora and we've got, you know, Ulta and all that. Well, that's the millennial generation that bred that behavioral pattern. And so now you have all these, you know, MUA type of um, markets that popped up in the last 10, 15 years. Well, guess what? That market is now turning 45, 46, and is about to go into their, you know, late 30s, uh, mid 40s and head on, you know, in the next five to 10 years. So if you think that the, the med spa industry was hot and heavy before, it's about to be crazy hot and heavy, but a lot of folks are going to want to look for DIY stuff. So start thinking about those things as well. Things that you can do to really bring, you know, your brand, your, you know, awareness to the market. I know I'm hustling on those levels. I'm trying really hard always to be top of the mind with what, you know, what can we do to produce and give, you know, give people what they want, you know, not try to just fit them into your box, but give people what they want and you will be ahead of the game every time. And that includes your nurses. So I'm going to wrap on that guys. Thank you for hearing me. And, um, I definitely hope you will reach out. You can reach me at pattyrappa.com. Happy to, um, share and grow. And, you know, always we're in this boat together and it's such a good thing when we are all collaborating and helping each other out. Take care. Have a great week.